Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ryan. And my name is Sean. Welcome, Welcome to, to another man. episode of FPL Pautia. So, Sean, I really have to ask you this question. We're going to start this week's episode with this. Five new trashing at Old Trafford. What are your thoughts? I'm dying to know. Some of our friends were talking about it. Like, it was a red wedding. Last weekend, it was horrendous. All many fans out there, I think that you guys are feeling the same way as me. The entire team seems to be lacking in direction. There's no tactical identity. The players were everywhere. What about your FPL in Game Week 9? So, honestly speaking, for Game Week 9, right, it's, it's a whole tier for me. I achieved 84 points for Game Week 9. And I was top of my mini league together with Ryan very briefly until the Egyptian Messi scored hat-trick and registered one assist. <laughs> short-lived happiness. Really short-lived happiness. It's an emotional roller coaster ride. Like. There were two players who impressed. Firstly, it was Rudiger, who was my captain. And he had a Tycho assist in the last minute and achieved 18 points. And secondly, it was ESR who achieved 13 points with one goal and one assist plus three bonus points. How about you, Ryan? Is it Hotia or Bohotia? For me, I would say it's Bohotia for me because I felt that my week could have gone a lot better. Marcel had an injury. Alonso got benched once again. So even though Luke Shaw was my third substitute, right, he came on for a grand total point of negative one. <laughs> if not, I would have been above Sean this week. So actually, fun but fact, now, we are equal But now we're on level points. <laughs> we on level yeah, points. now we're on level points. Things are getting if exciting. If not for Luke Shaw, <laughs> I would have been up by one point. I took a minus four to bring in Embuemo and Vardy. Unluckily, both the players that I brought in last week were injured during the match. So they were both subbed out before 60 minutes and both of them only had one point. On the bright side, both injuries were like slight knocks. News is that both of them are kind of fit to play this weekend. So I hope they do start. So Sean, which player impressed you over game week 9? The player who caught my eye is none other than Mason Mount because he scored a hat-trick and registered one assist as well. He has a total of 24 points, which is the same as Salah. Definitely a very hardworking player. He's also the player that I wanted to mention, the, the player that impressed me, other than obviously the Egyptian magician, right? Because both of them had a hat-trick. He had an expected goal of 1.6 and an expected assist of 0.5. He's very crucial to Chelsea, I feel. He also has, in my opinion, the best link-up play with our main striker, which is Lukaku. He is very hardworking, like you say. He's always the one pressing uh, opponent's back line, uh, trying to exploit any weakness or any mistakes. Consistently over the past few seasons, he has been putting in a fair amount of assists and goals. I think it's only going to get better this year. Uh, this is his first ever hat-trick for Chelsea. And I do see him scoring more goals. Wait, I need to add on something also. What went wrong for my team is that, yes, I expected Salah to score, to return. But, but, I also didn't expect him to score a hat-trick against Manchester United at home. So, seriously speaking, I did not captain him. And yes, I expect him to return. But no, I wasn't expecting a, such a big call by the Egyptian Messi. La. Seriously. Alright, alright, enough of that. Moving on to our next segment, Simi. So, Ryan, which fixture will you be keeping an eye on? I'm gonna go with Newcastle versus Chelsea. Why? Because Newcastle has yet to win a single home game this season. And against Crystal Palace in Game Week 9, they only recorded one shot on target. On the other hand, Chelsea has only conceded three goals in nine Premier League games this season. 
and only one were considered away from home, which is a Salah penalty. Amongst all EPL teams, right, in terms of attacking metrics, in the past four game weeks, Newcastle ranked second last for shots on target and also expected goals. So I do feel like Newcastle don't really stand a chance to score against Chelsea's resolute defending. I do see another clean sheet and I do see some attacking returns for Chelsea's midfielders as well because Newcastle isn't exactly the most defensive team. What about you, Sean? I agree with you, Ryan, because I'm actually looking at the same fixture where Chelsea plays Newcastle. So, yes, it's a no-brainer for me, Chelsea against Newcastle. However, I just need to mention that a lot of players, a lot of managers out there might be considering City playing Palace at home. However, please do take note that Palace seems to be on a decent run of form recently. They have not lost, and in fact, they have drawn all the games for the past four game weeks. Hence, I have a feeling that this game might be a trap for City. The FDR has said that it's a clear green for Manchester City against Palace. However, I still have my doubts over it. Therefore, I would think that the fixture that we should be keeping an eye on is actually Chelsea away to Newcastle. So Ryan, which player will you be looking to get? I think the player listeners can consider bringing this week is Ben Chirel. So, I know I said to avoid him last game week but he started against my prediction I do feel like he's ahead of Alonso in the packing order now it's getting clearer and clearer with each game week he has scored 3 goals in 3 EPL games he's cheaper than Aspi by 0.4 million he's the same price as Rudiger but obviously as a left wing back he has uh a higher ceiling for more points. Plus the fact that Alonso played 90 minutes against Soton midweek in Carabao Cup. So I do feel like Chirel is going to start again. With Newcastle and Burnley upcoming, I strongly believe Chelsea is going to keep two clean sheets in the next two games. And Chirel may pop up with yet another goal, maybe four goals in four games or maybe an assist this time round. So Newcastle is managerless and I feel that Chelsea will look to capitalise on this uh, and increase their goal difference and at the same time keep another clean sheet. So Chirel is someone you can look to bring in. What about you, Sean? I think that the player to get for this upcoming game is actually Phil Foden. He has actually started over the past few games and he's coming on form as well. He has achieved 18 points last game week against Brighton with 2 goals and 1 assist. Furthermore, he's playing at a false 9 position in recent games and he looked amazing. He's able to score goals, he's able to assist and he's like the creative spark in the Manchester City team currently. And Palace, on the other hand, does not seem to be able to keep a clean sheet. They have considered 14 goals compared to City, who has already scored 20 goals so far. So, Ryan, who do you think is a trap and who do you think we should avoid? The trap this upcoming game, I feel, is ESR. So he's the fifth most transferred in player. More than 220,000 fantasy managers have transferred him in. He played 90 minutes against Aston Villa in game week 9. He also started the game... Uh, the midweek game against Leeds in the EFL Cup, right? And he played, I think, over 70 minutes. So, with the options Arsenal have up front, ESR may not have that much playing time. And I think Arsenal is against 
Leicester City away from home. That's definitely not the easiest game Arsenal can have. So I do not think ESR is going to return in this game. What about you, Sean? I think that um, listeners out there right, should avoid Diogo Jota. I think that Firmino will start ahead of him. And the fact that Mane missed the game last weekend, I don't think he will miss another game this weekend as well. Furthermore, to add on, they are playing, Liverpool is playing Brighton. I wouldn't say that Brighton is a straightforward victory because Brighton seems to be challenging at times. And another thing to take note is that they have a Champions League fixture during midweek. Hence, for those players who has Jota, I think that, yes, Jota might play, but I don't think that he'll be starting. In fact, I think that he'll come on as a sub during like 70 minutes or 75 minutes for either Firmino, Salah or even Mane to get some minutes so that the key players can be rested for the important Champions League fixture during midweek. So Ryan, which player do you think is a differential? Okay, I'm gonna go with Broja from Soton. 5 million, only 1.4% owned by fantasy managers. Why Broja? Because he has an expected goal of uh, zero point, more than 0.5 per 90 minute. And this stat is lit, a little skewed because he did come on as a sub in four matches, amassing about 80 minutes of game time in those four matches. is about around 20 minutes each, which uh, I feel he didn't have much time to you know impress or get some scoring opportunities. But he did score two goals in two starts. And he has an expected goal of around 1.4 in total. So I believe... Uh, with his current form, he is going to be rewarded with more starts. And I think the upcoming fixture is pretty decent as well. I do believe he has a good chance to bang in more goals in the upcoming three fixtures against Watford, Aston Villa and Norwich. And at that price point, I don't think there is anyone around his price that can match his expected goals stat. So... He's someone that I think you guys can keep and look out for. What about you, Sean? What is your differential? To add on to what Ryan said, I, I agree with you, Ryan, regarding Broja because he's currently on form right now. He has achieved like 16 points over the past two game weeks and the fixture is actually Watford away, which I think that he stands a good chance. For me, right, I think that the player who is a differential is Daka from Leicester. He's only owned by 1.4% of managers worldwide and although he's priced in an awkward bracket of 7.1 million, Vardy, doubtful, Daka looks likely to pair up with Ihenacho up top. And let's look at the upcoming fixtures. They are playing Arsenal at home, followed by Leeds away. So for Arsenal, right, with White and Tierney doubtful, Arsenal's defence looks extremely leaky. And for Leeds United, I think that considering goals is their norm. So with these two fixtures upcoming, Daka might be a good differential. So Ryan, have you done your transfer? Or should I say, have you knee No, I've yet to make my transfer this game week because there were a few new fresh injuries to my squad, but they weren't very serious injuries. So I was trying to see who is going to be fit for this upcoming game week before I decide on my transfer. But I have to say the top Two players that I really want to get out is Luke Shaw and Alonso. Yeah, because United defense is just bad and Alonso is not even starting. Anyway, fun fact, right? United has only kept a single clean sheet in the past 20 games in all competition. I didn't know. I mean, I know 
United defense is bad this season, but I didn't know it was this bad. So please, dump all United, United defensive assets. Okay. What about you, Sean? To be honest, right? You you it's not you only mentioned... Man U defending assets, like it's Man U players in general because. I think that the whole, <laughs> the whole team looks like they are lost. You know, people it, tend to go for Greenwood, Bruno, Ronaldo, like you were saying Ronaldo. I think you're going to say Ronaldo as well, right? Yeah, even Ronaldo. The problem so, is, should, should, Ronaldo is the focal point of avoid all Ronaldo. I think you should avoid Ronaldo now because, yes, he's the highest chance to deliver. But then again, you need somebody to deliver to him so that he can score goals, right? With Luke Shaw being bad, and although he's a corner taker, like maybe he can cross Ronaldo to score. But it doesn't seem like this. Because to be honest, as a Manchester United fan right now, I don't even know where will the goals come from. Seriously speaking. Yes, we started off the season well with a trashing against Leeds United. Even Fred scored that game. Everybody was, yay, we are back. Blah, 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 blah. But right now, look at then and now. Everything is so different. Like, if you were to ask me, what is Menu's tactic to score goals? Will it be a Greenwood or a Rashford or even a Cavani or Ronaldo? I'll tell you, I have no idea, man. And seriously, avoid United for these few game weeks. And at least until game week 14, uh, where the fixtures turn a bit tastier. Yeah. And talking about the transfers, I've already made my transfer. In fact, I already need on Sunday. And the reason why I did that is because right, I have enough of Alonso. And the reason why I did that transfer from Alonso to Chua is because Chua was going to have a price increase and Alonso's price was going to drop. So I figured I, I have to do it, man. I have to do the transfer right now. So Ryan, moving forward, who will be captaining this game week? I think I, you're going to find me saying this a lot. It has to be Salah based on recent form. Yeah, it just has to be him. There is no way it's not him, right? Because I'm sure majority of other fantasy managers are going to put their armband on Salah. So whether or not he blanks or he returns, it doesn't matter. Captaining him... It's just so that uh, you don't lag behind, you know, if he returns. And the chance of him returning is pretty high, especially at home against Brighton. I mean, against United, he already took, like, what, seven shots, uh, had, what, four big chances, created two big chances. His goal involvement, I think, is at least two and above. His expected goal is also about two. He's got a hat-trick. So, red hot form, uh, easily the number one player in EPL right now. There's no way my captaincy is not on him. What about you, Sean? Yes, I agree with you that um, Salah is the go-to option. So, I was about to say that I will be captaining Salah as well. But, I was actually thinking about having taking a punt with Kai Havertz because they are playing Newcastle and he's playing the number 9 uh, position. Yeah, you, so... <laughs> you last week also say you want to captain Havertz. Then I asked you, captain, you never... Indeed, I captain Rudiger, which is... Okay, decent. I'm I not told... complaining. I'm not complaining at I all. I told you to captain Havertz and then... Third Sa- Salah, right? Yeah, then you see me drop down like a freaking Titanic, bro. I was sick, <laughs> man. I really sick. Yeah, so actually the reason why I would be funny and go for Kai Havertz is because, yes, he's playing number 9. He returned during midweek at the EFL fixture and he's a striker. However, I would think that right now, the position in my mini league, I'm not in a position to actually be funny and take stupid puns. Lah. Yeah, so I'll be going for Mo Salah as well. Red hot form, man. So unless you are dead sure and dead confident, super confident that your differential is going to stand out, your captain is, a captaincy pick is going to stand out, then go for it. If not, just play it safe and just go for Salah. So Ryan, 1, 2, 3. Pao player of the way, okay? 1, 2, 3. Cancelo. 
Rudiger. Why? Okay, I'm gonna say Chelsea defense. Okay, okay. You go first. Um, Why Rudiger? Because Rudiger is the most new to start. As simple as that. Or Mendy. Yeah. Just Chelsea defense. Whoever that is gonna start. But Rudiger and Mendy are like 99.9% bound to start. So that's why I chose them. Alright, so for me, right, I think that I'll go for Cancelo is because they are playing Palace at home. And the fact that um, Palace has trouble scoring goals adds on to that. Furthermore, I think that he's most Pauciya to start. And in fact, I think that he is able to register a few assists as well. So the Pauciya player for me this weekend will be none other than Cancelo. That's all we have for you this week, guys. Don't forget that we are in the midst of our second giveaway. This will be our second game week for our second giveaway. So Sean, why don't you tell our listeners what is the question for this game week? Okay, so the golden question for this game week is How many years did Sir Alex Ferguson take charge in Manchester United? So guys, remember to comment on our Instagram post that will be uploaded real soon and comment your answer over there. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Follow our IG page on FPL Pautia. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Once again, we are FPL Pautia.